Welcome back to Squirt Sports Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We are back from our three-week hiatus. Gonna be more glad to be back. Really keep summer sports going on right now. NBA offseason, Wimbledon just finished. Carlos Alcaraz won that. MLB season all the way going after the All-Star break. Stay tuned for Action Pack, episode 128. Let's hop into it. All right, let's start out episode 128. How we always do, the headlines in the NBA. Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, that whole saga going on right now as he requested his trade. What's going to happen there? Is he going to go over to the Miami Heat? Is Tyler Hero going to be a Portland Trailblazer? Really, all that news is kind of like dead right now. You don't know what's going to happen. It's kind of like the Dolph Mitchell saga last season. You really thought it was going to happen all summer. Thought it was going to happen at any moment, and that didn't happen until September. So I'm telling you, wait, wait out. It's gonna, probably going to happen. I don't see Damian Lillard in a Portland Trailblazers uniform ever again. I don't know if I see Tyler Hero in a Miami Heat uniform ever again. Same with James Harden the Sixers. Maybe even Joel Embiid. The 76ers, we'll talk about that later. But right now, Damian Lillard pulling Trailblazers. I think that all kind of ended when they drafted Scoop Henderson at pick number three. For the Miami Heat, this is a little bit interesting. Kyle Lowry, what do you do with him? What do you get? Damian Lillard, what do you do? Some of these other guys, how do you approach that? Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard, that could be a dynamic duo to look out for. So I'm excited for it. Miami Heat, they could use a boost after losing the NBA Finals. Kind of missing that X-factor outside Jimmy Butler. And now let's see if they can get that in Damian Lillard. Summer League just wrapped up. Cleveland Cavaliers won Summer League Championship. Maybe they can win NBA Championship this season. Probably not, even though they do have a good young core. J.B. Bickerstaff, good coach. Darius Garland, Evan Mobley. I like the Cleveland Cavaliers roster. I'm excited to see what they can do. But Victor Omanyama, obviously the headline of Summer League, played well. I'm excited to see how he does. His NBA career, obviously getting picked number one. Obviously, biggest hype prospect since LeBron. A lot going on with that right now. Summer League over in the NBA. Really a lot of news going on in the NBA right now. NFL, DeAndre Hopkins signed with the Tennessee Titans. Place where all great wide receivers go to die. That's what I don't get for Tennessee. You're giving DeAndre Hopkins the contract that you didn't want to give A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is maybe even the younger version of DeAndre Hopkins or better. You don't want to give him that money, but you'll give the actual DeAndre Hopkins, who's over 30 years old, who's a little bit rusted up, that money instead. I don't get that. Julio Jones went to Tennessee. His career died. Feel the guys get one Tennessee in their careers that I don't want to see that DeAndre Hopkins, but may just be the case. Running backs, obviously, it's not going on with them right now. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, they don't sign their deals. Are they going to hold out? Running back position, really undervalued in today's football game, football NFL. We're going to talk about that later on in the episode. In the MLB, Shohei Otani doing everything right. Most strikeouts in the MLB, most home runs in the MLB. Going to win MVP again. Maybe gets trade. Maybe to the Rockies. Saw that. Maybe to the Mets. Maybe to the Yankees. Yankees obviously struggling right now. Worst team in the AL East. If they get Shohei Otani, that boosts their odds so much. But right now, worst team in the AL East. That's the first time they've done that in over five years. So, a little interesting stuff going on with New York Yankees right now. Paul Skeens, obviously, he went number one. The Pittsburgh Pirates, the whole entire year, past two years, it was always Dylan Cruz going to be number one at LSU. Instead, it's his teammate, Paul Skeens, going number one to Pittsburgh Pirates. Just signed the biggest signing bonus in MLB draft history. Kind of changing the game right there, but MLB draft. Let's see how fast Paul Skeens can get to the majors with that Pittsburgh Pirates organization. Obviously, a lot of good prospects in that organization. You got Henry Davis, number one pick from a few years ago. O'Neill Cruz makes Paul Skeens in there. You got a good dynasty, maybe even, for the next few years. Let's end our headlines. A little bit of college football. Obviously, Pat Gerald getting fired. Don't want to go into the details of that, but exciting college football season coming up. Really excited for it. Let's see when the HP Top 25 drops. We're going to talk about it later in the episode. Stay tuned. Okay, so me, like most of you, watched Wimbledon Final on Sunday. Great. One of the best things in summer sports is watching that Wimbledon Final. A lot of people thought Novak Djokovic would win his eighth Wimbledon title, most ever in Wimbledon history. Tie up Roger Federer against Fitz Straight, also the record. But that didn't happen. 
He lost to a 20-year-old player, Carl Sauerkraut, who was really changing sports, I'd like to say. Maybe evolving into that next generation of sports, because we haven't really seen it where somebody has been able to dethrone LeBron as the GOAT of NBA, or dethrone Brady as the GOAT of football. Now we're seeing somebody in tennis dethroning Obviously, the king of tennis, you could say, Novak Djokovic, because if he does win that Wimbledon title, he's the greatest of all time. Now we see the new generation, Carl Sackras, maybe he can be the greatest of all time. He's playing like it. Played like the greatest player of all time we've ever seen, at least talent-wise, on the court on Sunday. And that's what's exciting. That's what I'm excited for, not just for tennis, for the rest of sports. Lionel Messi, obviously his time's coming up. Cristiano Ronaldo, his time's coming up. You've got Mbappe, you've got Erling Haaland. These guys can take over in sports. So Alcaraz went on Sunday, didn't just do stuff for tennis, did stuff for the rest of the sports world. I'm excited to see what Victor Wamanyama can do. Can he dethrone LeBron in the next 20 years? Can Patrick Mahomes dethrone Tom Brady in the next 10 to 15 years? That's what I'm excited to see. That's why Carlos Alcaraz kind of made an impact on the whole entire sports world worldwide on Sunday. That's about take of the week this week. Now, top five. This week's top five is the top five teams MLB as of right now. We haven't done one of these in a while because we haven't had an episode in a while. So post All-Star break heading to the trade deadline, my top five MLB teams. Number five, Baltimore Orioles. Now, record-wise, they're top three. But you get playoff time, they're inexperienced. None of these guys have really ever been in the playoffs on this team. They're a young team. They've got the good record. Can they keep it up? I don't know. I got the Orioles at number five. Solid, but not enough for the top three. Number four, Houston Astros. Houston Astros, record really isn't there, but can't go against them. They made the World Series, it seems like, every year for the past six years, and they might do it again this year. Still rolling, got off to a rough start without Jose Altuve. Now you're playing well. I'm excited to see how the Astros do for the rest of the season. Number four, Houston Astros. Number three, Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers, kind of the same thing. Not the greatest record, but you know, with that talent on that roster, when they get healthy, this is a World Series threat. I like it. Number three, Los Angeles Dodgers. Number two, Tampa Bay Rays. Now, Tampa Bay Rays got to one of the greatest starts in MLB history, 13-0, and I thought they would fall down. And they didn't really fall down. And they're still going. But I think come playoff time, there's one team that'll be better than Tampa Bay Rays. And that team is the Atlanta Braves. All around, Atlanta Braves are the best team in baseball. You got the best pitching staff, maybe. You got a great catcher in Sean Murphy. You got a great first baseman in Matt Olson. You have amazing second baseman, Ozzy Albies. You have an all-star shortstop. You have amazing third baseman. You have Ronald Acuna Jr. in the outfield who's batting 330 right now. You can't go against them. This is the best team in baseball. Brad Snicker's a great MLB manager. I love that Atlanta Braves have built not just through prospects, but also through trades like Sean Murphy, like Maddles, like these guys. And then you get those prospects, those diamonds in the rough like Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. That's what I love about the Atlanta Braves. Personally, say as a Mets fan, but they are the best team in baseball. No debate about it. That's about our top five this week. Now, did you know this week's Dino is a great one? Did you know there was the point of 10 straight NBA Finals? 1994-2003, the winner either had Steve Kerr or Robert Horry on their team. Let me repeat that. There was a point from 1994-2003, 10 straight NBA Finals, where the winner either had Steve Kerr or Robert Horry on their team. Now, Steve Kerr winning championships with the Warriors. Haven't heard Robbie Horry's name in a while, but still, amazing stuff right there. Didn't know that. That's my didn't know this week. Now, let's talk about something that has been on my mind the past few days, and that is the running back debate. Obviously, what has sprung up this running back debate is Josh Jacobs not getting his deal. Saquon Barkley not getting his deal. John Taylor, Austin Eckler, these running backs are outraged after seeing that. Derrick Henry, these guys are taking to social media saying it's ridiculous that we're not getting paid as running backs. Now, those guys, they have their contracts. What makes Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs different? Let's talk about it. I think what the biggest mistake that both these teams had, Giants and the Raiders, was that they drafted these amazing running backs 
when they were rebuilding. You don't draft a running back when you're rebuilding. Browns did it. They have Nick Chubb. How many more years of a good Nick Chubb do they have? Now they're finally good because they have Deshaun Watson, but how many good more years do you have with Nick Chubb? Josh Jacobs, the Raiders are finally getting good. Now his contract's up. The Giants, Saquon Berkeley, they're finally getting good. His contract's up. His first two years, they were horrible. Now they're still horrible, but they made the playoffs. This season, they made the playoffs after years of being horrible. Saquon Berkeley was a factor, wasn't the biggest factor, but signing him to that two-year deal. Who cares about that two-year, $26 million guaranteed deal? You're telling me Saquon Berkeley won't be good for the next two years. I think at least two years, Saquon Berkeley still has that in the take. Josh Jacobs still has two years left in the take. You're telling me that they don't? They're not going to be the next Todd Gurley where they fall off. I saw someone put an analysis on Twitter that said, you draft a running back when you're rebuilding. You get that running back for a few years and then get rid of that running back and then you go over to a new one. You draft a new one. Five-year cycle of drafting a running back and then drafting another running back. If you weren't going to sign these guys to the contracts, then why don't you go draft Bijan Robinson? Why don't you go draft Isaiah Spiller? Why don't you go draft Zach Charbonnet, these top running backs in the NFL draft class? I don't get it. I really don't. Lions are kind of doing that. They got rid of their running backs. They said, DeAndre Swift, thank you for your good five years. We'll take Jameer Gibbs now and get rid of you. Well, thank you, Jamal Williams, for 17 touchdown season. We'll get rid of you. I don't get it. And I think what's kind of changing this a little bit and what some running backs are realizing, I'll switch this over to college. Blake Corman, college. What's he going to do in the NFL? Probably not that much. What he can do in college is he can gain more popularity. He can win the Heisman. He can gain more money and popularity in college than he ever would have in the NFL. That's all I'm saying right there. That's the lane I would take with the running back situation. I think you sign these guys to these contracts. Running back is a very valuable position. But the biggest mistake that these teams are making is that you're drafting a running back when you're rebuilding. That's the thing you don't need. Go get that offensive line. Go get that good quarterback. Then get your running back. I don't get it. That's the lane I would take. Leave thoughts and comments. Now, let's do our spotlight for the week. This week's spotlight is on Philadelphia 76ers. Earlier in the offseason, James Harden requested a trade. Now, whether that trade happens or not, we don't know. But he requested a trade, meaning he probably wants out of there. But you never know, because it's James Harden. Joel Embiid might want out of there. But what do you do? Do you trade Joel Embiid? Do you trade James Harden? Do you keep them both? Do you trade them both? It's kind of really a saga right here. What I would do, the lane I would take, is that I would run it back. One more year. You got a great new head coach, Nick Nurse. You're rid of Doc Rivers. Rid of him. This may be the best roster in the NBA. You have Tobias Harris. You have Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, James Harden. Really good, young core, in my opinion. And also, the good veterans. That's the perfect mix. Run it back. One more season. I doubt they do that, but that's what I would do. Joel Embiid, he's the MVP. You do not trade the MVP. No matter how bad the playoffs they had, you do not trade the MVP. You're one game away from reaching the conference finals against the Miami Heat, a team that you absolutely destroyed in the regular season. So that's what I'm thinking about right here. James Harden maybe doesn't fit that culture. Give him one year with Nick Nurse. You can see what Nick Nurse could do with Kawhi Leonard. Give Nick Nurse the tools that he needs, and this team can win a championship. That's my Sixers Spotlight for the week. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Now, around the base, let's talk about the biggest news going on in the MLB. Mets, my team, New York Mets, everyone is freaking out on them right now. Brett Beatty doesn't look like the player is supposed to be. Cisco and Thor, yeah, I'm for 12 more years to be kind of mediocre, doesn't really show up in the biggest spots. Pete is looking like the next Joey Gallo with the way he's bagged 205. Max Scherzer, Justin Merlander, they show flurries, they show good flashes but they're still not the pitchers that they used to be. So you got a lot to think about. I think the biggest issue that the Mets have had this whole entire season is not having Edwin Diaz. And you can say, that's not the reason why they're losing all these games, 
but it really is. You're using David Peterson in the ninth inning instead of the eighth inning. You're using Adam Vino when you didn't really have to use him because you could have used David Robertson there if you had Edwin Diaz. David Robertson is a great pitcher, but Edwin Diaz is better. If you can use both of them in a the game, that's what wins you games. If you had healthy pitchers, say Jose Quintana, who's making his season debut on Thursday, but still, you had him the whole season, never know. Carlos Carrasco has been absolutely awful this season. David Peterson wasn't good. Tyler McGill wasn't good. The hitting has not been good for the New York Mets. So, a lot of things to think about. New York Mets do trade Pete Alonso. I think the only untouchables on this New York Mets team, and this is, say, you want a Shoei Otani team, trade, anything like that. The only untouchables on this team are Francisco Lindor, Max Scherzer, and Justin Verlander. Scherzer and Verlander, you don't trade those guys because nobody's going to want them. You're not going to get a great deal for them, and they are good pitchers. I trust them in the playoffs. I've seen what Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer did in the playoffs last year. It was awful, but I trust them this year. Pete Alonso, I would fully 1 million percent trade him for anybody right now. I would do a Pete Alonso trade if it was the right deal. Not even if it was the right deal. I would want Pete Alonso off my team. Francisco Alvarez is amazing, but I want Shohei Otani for Francisco Alvarez because we have a great young catcher in Temperata coming up. Now, Francisco Alvarez has been amazing. That was the only person I would trade him for. Shohei Otani is the only person if I was in New York Mets, I would give up Francisco Alvarez for. So, lots of things to think about with New York Mets. Another team having issues right now is the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, because you have such high payroll, you have Cy Youngs on this team, you have MVPs on this team, you have all stars of this team in almost all positions. So, why are you struggling right now? You have Tyler O'Neill, who's a great outfielder. You have Paul Goldschmidt, the reigning MVP. You have Nolan Arenado, one of the greatest players of this generation. You have Adam Wainwright, one of the greatest pitchers of this generation. It just doesn't make sense to me. Why are these teams struggling so rough right now when they have such a good roster? I don't get it. Going with the Mets, going with the Cardinals, going on with the Padres. Doesn't make sense to me. New York Yankees even too. Struggles with them. It's all going to be the race for who gets Shohei Otani. I thought if the Cardinals got Juan Soto last year, that might be perfect. Doesn't fit in San Diego very well. Shohei Otani to the Yankees, that seems like a good fit to me. But those teams, they have issues. We're going to talk about it later in the episode and this or that. But Padres, Mayor Tatis, not having the greatest season. Juan Soto. These guys, Padres especially, stacked at every single position. And they're still struggling. I don't get it. Do you? Leave your thoughts on that in the comment section. That's about for Around the Bases this week. Now, this is that. We haven't done this or that in a while. But we're going to do it across all sports, player on player. Let's hop into it. One, if you're looking for for your fantasy football upcoming season. Obviously, fantasy football drafts are coming up. Justin Jefferson or Tyreek Hill. Now, this is face football aside. If I'm in the Super Bowl, and I need a receiver to go ball out for me, I'm picking Justin Jefferson. Tyreek Hill is good, but speed can catch up to you a little bit. There's going to be a fast corner. We can guard you, and then you kind of have to go down some other things. Justin Jefferson, one-on-one, one-on-anything, is the greatest receiver in football right now, and I like him. Justin Jefferson, I'm taking him any day over any receiver, especially Tyreek Hill, who's maybe number two receiver in the NFL right now. Juan Soto or Fernando Tatis Jr. The Padres have to trade one of these guys, in my opinion. I think the one to trade is Juan Soto. Tatis is kind of a fan favorite. Even though you have Xander Bogarts at shortstop, Tatis probably will never play shortstop again in his MLB career. He's doing well in right field. So Juan Soto really hasn't worked out very well in San Diego in a Padres uniform. Trade him. You'll get so much value back. That's what I want to see right here from San Diego Padres. Doesn't have to be the trade deadline. Doesn't have to be this season, next season, anything like that. I think just at some point before his contract is up, get rid of Juan Soto. Get that amazing trade value. That's all I'm looking for right here. He's a great player. Struggling. In San Diego right now, not on that Hall of Fame trajectory that I thought he once was going to be on. He can get back on that if he goes to a new team. So I'll take Juan Soto to get traded over Fernando Tatis any day. So Fernando Tatis, good player. Juan Soto, that's my pick right there. James Harden or Joel Embiid. The Sixers have to keep one of them, in my opinion. They don't have to keep both. 
But I think they have to keep one of them. I think the one you keep is Joel Embiid. He's way younger. James Harden is the reigning MVP. One of the most dominant players in the NBA. He can do all things. He can shoot, he can pass, he can rebound. You need somebody to go guard Victor Omanyama. I think Joel Embiid might be the best guy in the NBA to do that right now. Let's go with Joel Embiid over James Harden. LeBron or Victor Omanyama. Say you can have LeBron for the next three or four years, or you can have Victor Omanyama for the rest of his career. What are you going to pick? It's interesting. Victor Omanyama's whole entire career. You don't know how he's going to do. He could be the next Hashim beat, or he could be the next Tim Duncan or better. Or LeBron James for the next three years. He can win you a championship or he can flop. I'm going to take Victor Omanyama. It's a risk. I would do it, though. That's about for this or that this week. Leave your thoughts in the comments. Let's end off episode 128 with At The Buzzer. This weekend at The Buzzer, I want to talk about a guy who's kind of been a revelation, a new crease into baseball. Ellie De La Cruz. Exciting for the baseball game. Exciting for prospects all across the world. Ellie De La Cruz can be the next amazing shortstop we've ever seen in MLB. Maybe the best shortstop hitting-wise or power-wise exciting-wise, defense-wise, we've ever seen MLB, is he can throw the ball 98 miles an hour, hit the ball 450 feet. No, he reminds me a lot of O'Neill Cruz. This is what O'Neill Cruz was supposed to be. He's one mile per hour off O'Neill Cruz of the longest throw of all time. The one who beat that was Elliot uh, Cruz about a week ago. O'Neill Cruz, shortstop, 6'8". Elliot uh, Cruz, shortstop, about 6'7". So, a little bit interesting right here. These guys can be the next two great shortstops in the AL Central for the next 15 years to come. And what's exciting is that they're both on very low-market teams and the Pittsburgh Pirates, and Cincinnati Reds. So, kind of a thing to look out for in the next few years. Great players on low-market teams can change the landscape of baseball, change the landscape of sports, especially baseball, though. Let's see how it goes, though, because no salary cap. Can the Reds afford to pay Elliot Cruz $400 million in the next five years? We don't know. That's about it for At The Buzz this week. Leave thoughts in comments. Now, the best for last question today. This week's question today is, who will be ranked number one to start the college football season? Could it be Michigan? Could it be Georgia? Could it be Ohio State? Georgia, going for that three-peat, they're going to start Carson Beck at quarterback. Michigan obviously brings back Blake Corum, Dalton Edwards, amazing offensive line. J.J. McCarthy, that's the thing to think about right there. Who will be ranked number one to start the college football season? Kind of get that. Thank you, your brands. College football, excited for the upcoming season, starting out in September. That's about the question today this week. That's about for Squirt Sports, Lane Frank, episode 1 to 28. Thank you for tuning in. Go follow Squirt Sports on Instagram, at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter, at Squirt Sport. Follow Squirt Sports on TikTok, at Squirt Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 1 to 29. Stay tuned.